Welcome to the Friendship Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Binnick, and today we're going to be talking about all things fitness, wellness, and mindset so that you can be the best version of yourself for everybody and your family and life that loves you and needs you. All right, guys, what is going on today? We are going to talk a little bit about the concept of being grounded in your body and kind of in your mind and what that means and why I feel like our kind of current society is really fighting against us in this battle. And then how my perspective has changed a little bit with some of the things that I've been doing with Stevie and just kind of researching and reading. So this came about in two conversations in the same day. And whenever I have those kind of two conversations in the same day that are different or odd or just not normal for me, you know, I always say, okay, that's kind of a sign for me that maybe I want to think about this a little bit more, research a little bit more, write down some stuff and maybe do a podcast on. And so, you know, the first one was a conversation with one of our teachers in our morning classes. And, you know, she got there early one day and we were just kind of catching up and we were talking about the burnout in teachers right now. And I was kind of talking about, you know, the burnout with coaches or, you know, burnout that I've experienced in the past as well. And what we kind of came to the conclusion of and what we were having this conversation around was how when we first started the gym, Obviously, we didn't have a lot of systems in place. The systems that are currently available with tech now were not at all available back when we started in 2010 and 11. The very first version of the website was like HTML, and had all these bugs and errors. Google wasn't, you know, as high quality as it is. It, wouldn't, it didn't necessarily matter if it was reading your website properly. And the curve and adoption of technology is so exponential and so fast that I think sometimes we don't necessarily like even stop and think about it. But the big one for us was when people first came on, I still have a lot of times when people go through their 10 years, I will send them their first email to me because I still I don't delete emails. So I have pretty much every correspondence that I've ever had with any of the clients when they first join. It's kind of fun for me to go back and look at some of those. But it also helps me check dates and some of those things as well. But for those first people, the reason I have all those emails was that was how they got in contact was it was like a simple form on our website. And it sent me this really like crappy, you know, plain text version of a, hi, I'm interested in joining your gym. And then I would email them back. And that was the process. And you might not think that that's maybe weird, but now everything is text message, everything is speed, everything is fast. It's text messages, it's phone calls, it's, you know, trying to find some degree of some automation to help, you know, get in contact with people quicker. And some of these things that now cause us to be so much more plugged in. And what this conversation was with this client was talking about how hard it really has become to be off, be off work. And when I talk to, you know, my dad or I talk to our parents' generation where we had landlines and, you know, that was the only mode of, you know, communication that you could have maybe directly with somebody in like a post-work or post-work hour setting, you know, I'm very like jealous or nostalgic of that time period for people because you could do the old like take your phone off the hook and then if anybody tried to call you, it was just rank busy. You know, and there was these ways that you could actually truly disconnect 
Like if you were just not home, let's say you like just decided, hey, I'm going to take a road trip for the weekend. There's just no way to get in contact with you. And I think that there was something to that. When we look at the problems facing our country today and specifically around mental health, I think that those two things are really tied in. I think our connectivity, while you know, better for business on our end and maybe makes all of the businesses and schools and all these things, maybe it makes us more productive, maybe. But I think that that productivity comes at a cost of happiness, contentedness, um, relaxation, stress management, some of these things that I think are probably more important to productivity if we were to really look at things at a, a kind of bird's eye view over a long period of time. I think if you were generally less burned out, so let's say like, you know, you as, and I don't know, everybody's got different businesses, but let's say, you know, on Friday at three or four o'clock, you tune out and this is like landline America, right? You check out of work for the day, you go home and then you, you know, leave or you take your phone off the hook and nobody contacts you. You have zero interactions with work until 8.30 or 9 a.m. on Monday morning. And that's the mode that you live in. Well, my assumption is for the most part, you're probably going to come back significantly more refreshed than if you leave work at three o'clock. And then you get two work text messages at four and five thirty. And then you check your email on your phone before you go to bed at seven fifteen or seven thirty. You've got four emails and they're like these mini fires that you've got to put out and you've got to get back to these people. And then for me, I've got, you know, six new clients who have filled out forms who are interested in getting started. So I shoot them text messages and I try to connect times where we can maybe uh, get in contact or have them to come into the facility so that I can meet them. Maybe that happens on Saturday morning, Saturday morning, you know, you wake up, you've got more text messages, more emails. Somebody calls you, Hey, you know, the toilet's backing up at the gym, Jeff, we need you to come in and we got to, you know, go to plumb this out and we got to have somebody there to meet rescue route or whatever it is. So I head into the gym and, you know, you just, you can imagine this process. Well, when I show up on Monday morning, I've never actually checked out of work. That never has actually happened. And, you know, for me, I, I consciously chose this. This is my decision as a business owner. But one of the things I try to be so conscious of for most of our coaches, we have varying degrees of good and bad with this, is trying to understand and respect their time and understand the difference between this is a text message, this is an email, trying not to overbear them. And even as I'm having this conversation, I'm verbalizing this out loud, I'm realizing, oh my God, I've been doing a bad job of this too. But this requirement to be plugged in all the time, I think is leading people more and more to burnout. And then they aren't as happy in their workplace. They aren't as fulfilled in their workplace. They don't do as good of a job in their workplace. And they start to look into other domains or they start to look for a change in their life. And when this comes to, you know, the gym and coaches and some of those things like, you know, that happens and, you know, the, the world's not going to end because of that. But when we start talking about educators and teachers and we start looking at the ones who are just badasses, like badass teachers, they are amazing at what they do. They care about their students. They're bought into the development. Those people are few and far between. Those people are very important to society, in my opinion. Those are people that we need to protect. Those are people that we need to safeguard. 
And those are people that we don't want burning out at 29, 30, 31, 34 years old. That's what we can't have happen. If you look at a given school, let's say what percentage of people are exceptional, maybe 10% in any given workplace, any given environment, 10% of the people are probably exceptional. And maybe, you know, 60 to 70% are, you know, average, uh, above average, good, you know, passable, however you want to put that. If we start dinging those top 10% of people because they're so motivated, because they're so good at what they do, because they're such high performers, we start loading them with tasks. You know, hey, you're going to do this after school activity. You're going to do this. You're going to be in charge of this thing. You're going to be in charge of development during your summers with this. You're going to take on, you're going to coach. You're going to do all these things. And we're just going to load you up with more, 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 more. And every one of those more comes with more emails from parents, more text messages from other teachers, more time, more management on your plate. And all that is, is less focus on kids. And so you can see how burnout will naturally start to settle itself in. And this is just teacher and like gym and coach specific, but this happens with nurses. This happens with doctors. This happens with veterinarians. This happens with dentists. These are all occupations that are important to our society that have massive burnout rates. They have horrible like suicide and divorce rates. These things are all linked. And so I think we all just, number one, like the biggest takeaway that uh, this client and I had was, you know, maybe we all just maybe need to give each other, you know, a little more grace with getting back to people, right? Like, Maybe we shouldn't have the expectation that somebody's going to get back to me in 15 minutes when I send them a communication. The amount of times that I've had people email me and then text message me within like an hour or two, like text message it saying, did you get my email? Like that is going to, that's going to be the thing. That's the straw that breaks the camel's back. Like that's just is so triggering. It's like, no, that's the reason, <laughs> damn it. You know, why are we doing that to each other? And so I'm nostalgic when I think about this. I'm like, man, maybe we just go back to like slow form email communication. It's going to snail mail it out. And, you know, the, it's going to extend the time a little bit before maybe somebody comes into the gym and maybe we're going to lose signups because of it. But maybe, just maybe, me and the coaches and, you know, everybody who is involved in the process of getting a new client started, maybe they're going to be a little bit more fresh. Maybe they're going to get a little bit more time with their family. Maybe they're not going to feel like they have to be plugged in and tuned in 24-7. And maybe that's what our society needs more of. So that's just kind of a thought process I've been playing around with a little bit with that. So that was kind of the first conversation. And how this paired into then, that was the morning. So I was coaching in the morning. That was a morning conversation. Then I went to lunch with a new yoga instructor who, well, a very uh, famous local yoga instructor uh, who's very popular. And we hopefully are going to be working in tandem with here soon. she had this conversation about how she's been, you know, she was, her gym was closed over COVID and didn't reopen. So she effectively lost her job from that. And she just took some time 
And she has such a huge following locally that she had a lot of people that offered, you know, to do private training. She did virtual trainings very successfully and some of those things. But, you know, the big thing she's realized is she does have to be in person to help people, which is also something that I took away from remote coaching is I, I need to be around. People need to feel my energy and I need to feel people's energy and I need to be there with them in person. That's how I operate best. And that's how she's realized she operates best as well. But we got on this conversation about how when you do that, when you're in person with somebody and when you feel their energy, people are less grounded now. They're less in tune with their stresses. They don't even see them. They don't feel them. They aren't in touch or in tune with them sometimes. They maybe aren't self-aware of the stress that they're portraying or projecting out to the world or, you know, really just even where they are in terms of their own, you know, self-confidence and self-awareness and some of these things. But as a third-party practitioner, she's able to see that and feel that right away. And, you know, she's a very, I wouldn't say like religious person, I don't think, but a very spiritual person in terms of just kind of understanding the damage that we've done to our spirits since COVID has started. And so, you know, what we were talking about is this idea of just being grounded and where she starts some of these practices with some of the people that she's doing these private yoga sessions with, with just like, let's just take our shoes off. Let's go into some grass. Let's close our eyes. And let's just like, feel the ground and feel the space beneath us and just like grab it with our toes and, you know, just kind of walk around and, you know, then let's slowly start to just move and feel where our body's at and go into the corners of all of these. And just as she's saying it, I can remember taking a yoga class with her and feeling these things. And that idea of just kind of feeling where our body's at and feeling all this tension that we have in our traps and in our neck and all the way down into our feet and our backs and we just don't take the time to sit and just like feel, you know, real ground, feel nature, feel grass, feel hard wood and, you know, move our feet from kind of toes to the tops of our heads and let ourselves be aware of that. She goes, it's amazing when, you know, I start with people and they do this at first, they're kind of, it's just like the text message thing. This is why, where this all came together for me is they're, you know, kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, a, you know. I'm going to do this. I'm going to close my eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to feel the grass and I'm going to do this, but my mind's still racing. I got all this stress. I got all these things. I got all these text messages. I've got to get back to you. Got to get back to you. Got to get back to you. Like, so that, like I always think of Matthew McConaughey and Wolf over all streets. Like ee, 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 ee. <laughs> that, like this constant pinging. And she goes and it takes like days and weeks, sessions and sessions and sessions but a long, a long enough timeline, they all slow down. You just can see, you can feel the day or the time where they actually are like, you know what? You're right. Okay. Let me buy in here. You just see the stress just kind of wash away. And then you watch their yoga practice that day and they're getting into corners of their body that they haven't been able to. And they're getting into movements that they've struggled with in the past. And it's more effortless and it's more seamless. And they're able to breathe in places before that were so strenuous to them that they couldn't breathe, that they held their breath, that it was laborious. And I thought, what an amazing perspective. You know, we, we have this practice that's so much more, you know, intense 
and harder, I think, sometimes to feel what she's feeling. But I know exactly what she's talking about. As there are times and days where you see people, especially in the winter months with the darkness and the cold, where they come into the gym and they've, you look at their eyes and they've had a long day and they've had a long week and they are burned out and they are stressed and all the stuff that we talked about at the beginning of this podcast, you can tell it's weighing on them. It's, it's a heavy weight. It's a burden sitting on top of them. And so I try to greet them. I try to bring them some energy. I'm like, Hey, what's going on? How are you? Good morning. Happy, you know, happy to see you today. I hope you're ready for a good weekend and try to bring some energy. And they're just kind of, yeah, you know, good to see you, you know, and they're kind of there for their workout. And then you watch them go through the practice of their workout. And you see, you know, at first they're just, nah, I don't know if I want to do that much weight. I don't know if I want to do that movement. Maybe I'll project a little negativity. I'll do this. And then, you know, an hour goes by and you see him on their way out. Now they're smiling and they're talking to somebody. Now they're laughing a little bit. And they've got a little more pep in their step, a little more livelihood behind their eyes. They're clicking and you can just tell they're feeling better. And you can see that they're just a little bit more grounded. The workout has done what it does. It's given the endorphins. It's allowed them to feel their body and get back to a little bit of what's natural. That raw animalistic instinct inside of us that we have to, to wake our heart rate up and use our muscles for something. It's just so good for us. And they can go about their day just a little more grounded and maybe a little bit less stressed or even maybe better is just better prepared for the stress. And so I'm having this conversation with her and we're talking about this. And I thought, you know, I have felt really, really good in my workouts lately, like better than I have in a long, long time. And, you know, the, the thing that I've found is it's really not as much about being like in good shape. I'm starting to kind of have like an interesting thesis around this. It's, it's a lot more about how much stress I'm putting on myself during a workout versus how much I'm just kind of letting it naturally come to me. And then I think the biggest thing is how much I'm on the ground and moving with bare feet with Stevie, crawling and, you know, literally just like down on all fours or, you know, barefoot, down in a squat, down in a lunge, hanging out with her on the floor, down on her level. I'm doing this a lot more. And it's for me, it's replacing time sitting at the computer. It's replacing time sitting on my cell phone. It's replacing the, the text messages and the emails. And it's being replaced with something that brings me joy and positivity and something that forces me to move in a range of motion that's significantly better for you than sitting. And that's what I would attribute it to. That's it. Like, it sounds so silly, I think, but... I, I think I've just felt better. I haven't had any back pain. I haven't dealt with any knee or ankle issues or feet issues. I've just been feeling so good lately. And the only real thing that's changed for me is just Stevie. And it's like kind of this forced focus time away from all of that, you know, <laughs> all those pings. And so, you know, my, my homework for you guys for this today, or, or, you know, what I want you to take away, what I want you to think about the rest of the day is what is something that you can introduce into your life that will maybe forcefully pull you away 
from all of this pinging a little bit. You know, is it uh, so to to you know to talk about that client? I know they've they've purchased a, a cabin, or I think is maybe a family cabin that they go away to with their family and just get away from things. And I bet that that's amazing for her and her family to get away from all of the you know the busyness that she brings upon herself. You know, is it getting a new puppy so that you're forced to? Take the time away from, you know, work and emails and texting, because if you don't take that puppy for a walk, they're going to keep you up all night and they're going to tear up your living room and they're going to do this. You know, is it time to start thinking about having kids? Is it time to start, you know, maybe doing projects around your house and learning how to DIY? You know, I just rewired a bunch of the electrical in my house and, uh, you know, ran a bunch of wires and did all this stuff. And it takes, you know, hours, but it's time that's not sitting. And I enjoy it because it's time away from some of those constant stressors that I know are going to be there when I'm done. And it makes me feel better because it makes my house better, makes my house safer. (laughs) This is the big reason why we did it. And, you know, start thinking about what are some things that you can add to your plate that will fill your cup up, that will pull you away from some of this technology that might be just a little too much right now. This is a great time of year for it. You know, I know for the gym, I know for schools, I know for real estate agents, um, you know, I'm trying to think of other professions, financial stuff, like things kind of wind down a little bit this time of year. You know, the, the teachers I talk to, they're like, yeah, we're just kind of coasting to winter break now. You know, the leads for gyms in December drop off a cliff usually. You know, on average, we'll bring in 15 to 20 new people a month. In December, we'll bring in like six. So it's a good time for us to focus on some of these things. It's a good time to try to de-stress and try to try to think about, you know, what I can do to get a little bit more grounded in my body. Is it time to maybe thinking about doing some yoga? You know, it's something that we're focusing a lot on. It's something that I want to try to bring you guys into the next new year. Um, And the yoga that I want to bring you is not, you know, hot workout yoga because I don't think that that's yoga. You know, if you talk to real the, the yoga instructors where you can feel it's real to them, it's changed who they are as people. When you have that conversation, it's just a little different. They're not doing it to sweat or to exercise or to get their muscles working. They're doing it for those things that we talked about. Learning how to ground yourself, learning how to feel your body, learning how to be in touch and in tune with those things, learning how to use it as a de-stressing tool to be a net benefit and make your life better. So that's something that I want to bring you guys. And that's something that you know I'm hopeful that you guys are maybe excited about if we can bring it to you. And this was just kind of a thought process that I that I've been working with, and um, you know, things for me on on that end. On one end, you know, have been you know stressful and challenging on the connectivity standpoint. But then on the other end, I feel like I've counteracted that with something so beautiful and great with Stevie that I've almost overcome uh, all of the added challenges of modern life, uh, from it. So, uh, just kind of thinking about how, you know, other people who maybe don't have that stuff, like if I was my, you know, 25, 26 year old single self, I actually do gym consulting for a gym out in Indianapolis right now. And when I talk to this young man, he's, you know, 26 years old, single, no kids, And he just purchased a gym that was kind of failing. He's trying to turn it around and you're having this conversation with him. 
And I try to think about how challenging that would have been for me at that time because I would have just been so plugged in. I mean, for me, I slept at the gym for a long time. Um, you know, it was my home for a little bit. I actually physically lived there for about three to five months. And, you know, I was very plugged in. It was 24 seven for me. But now I think about how much more 24 seven it is with the connectivity, um, computers, technology, text messages, videos, YouTube, social media. I mean, it's, it's so much. And the demand on all of these things becomes very overwhelming at a time. I don't know if I would have been able to handle it really well when I was 25. You know, for me, it was it was so much less about the the technology and the connectivity, and so much more about you know the the gym itself and the product and some of those things. And so I was able to really sink myself into getting better at those things, which was awesome, and I loved that. So um, yeah, just some things to kind of think about, and you know, some things I kind of told him is just like, listen, like we're in this for the long haul you know, there's, there's a long time trajectory. If you guys are a teacher and you're in your thirties or your early forties, you know, my aunt just retired and she was in her seventies. So let's say conservatively, you're looking at at least another 20 years in that career. It's a long time. Shouldn't be in a hurry to do anything, whether it's, you know, coaching or, you know, mentoring or taking on this project to be in charge of this thing. You got to do what's best for you. I don't even think you got to do what's best for your career. Because I think if you are present, if you are de-stressed, if you love your situation and your job and you're able to focus on your students, you're not dealing with parent emails all the time. You're not dealing with all this like, oh, I've got to ascend. I've got to move up to the next pay scale. I've got to get my master's degree. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. I have to do these things to get ahead, to get ahead, to get ahead. If you can pull yourself out of that boat for just a little bit, and just focus on your own health and happiness. My guess is you're going to prolong your burnout, maybe even avoid it entirely. And over time, that's going to show you as this like just absolute rock star where you're like unflappable and you're calm and you're happy when everyone else is stressed out, freaked out, angry, frustrated, mad, depressed. Think about that. Think about what it's like if you were a teacher and your students come into your classroom and every teacher that they've dealt with that day has been stressed and has been frustrated and has been burned out and checked out, is just waiting for break and struggling so much. And you're the teacher who they come into and you are present, you're grounded. You can feel your body and your mind. You're de-stressed. You're aware. You're ready to greet them at your best. You can't tell me that that wouldn't make you exceptional and the kids would love to have you and you'd be able to connect with them on a level that no other teacher could. I just think that's really powerful. And that's what I try to think about when I try to coach is I want to be so present, so available, so aware, so ready to be there, so mentally and physically present that I'm able to connect with my people, with my clients, with my athletes in my class better than every other coach. That's my goal. 
and there's going to be good days and bad days, right? But on average, how are you putting systems in place to make that better? So hope this finds you guys well. Hope you guys are having a great week. Hope you guys are not just coasting to a break coming up or to the holidays, but finding ways to continue to improve as we wrap up this amazing year. Uh, Crazy to me. I was actually thinking, sitting in my bed last night, thinking about how insane it is uh, that I'm coming up on 15 years since I got out of the army this next year. Just absolutely mind boggling. Time goes by so fast. There's so much to be grateful for. And so I hope you guys are, are thinking about that stuff and finding things to be grateful for. I know I am this week. And uh, let's have a great week.